Hey everyone, my name is Kayla. And I'm Finch. And this is Nerdy AF. Today we got to talk with JT Quantum. He is a fantastic creator. We got to meet him at DragonCon um, officially, but both Finch and I have been following him for a while. Uh, it was so wonderful to meet him and talk to him today. We honestly covered a variety, a variety of topics, uh, ranging from, you know, working with flexible filament, how he got started, you know, getting the, the ideas of doing more of a custom Iron Man suit and figuring out what his specific style was for that, you know, trying to make things more adaptable with his suit, as well as um, some serial killer talk. So that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, as for always, when we sit down with someone, these things inevitably eventually go off the rails. You can find like the the point where it changes, and this episode was no different. Um, but JT, we were so excited that we did get to meet him in Atlanta. His builds are awesome. He's even more of an awesome person. He was so much fun to talk to. Um, but before we get into that episode, we got to do like our nerdy catch up and like what we've been up to in like the question. That has been pressing me the most this past week is Kayla. Have you watched Wednesday? I have watched Wednesday. And you know, I was just thinking about this the other day is that I feel like, you know, in the last four or five months, it's been a little bit more quiet with things. And we've had some more movies, but not really a lot of great, great TV shows, in my opinion. Um, so when that was available on Netflix, and obviously spooky season was upon us around that time when it came out. Um, it was really great to to get into it and watch it because I don't know about you, um, but I, I watched the movie growing up um, a few times, actually. And I know there's like the older time show for the Adams Family as well. That's something I never really got into. But I think that they did a great, great job with the movie or I mean, excuse me, TV show. Um, trying to have those modern elements to it. Um, the casting was interesting. Um how they chose everybody, but at least for Jenna, I really did like her as Wednesday, especially just like her mannerisms, her overall demeanor. I think she she captured that really well. Mm -hmm. Jenna Ortega like absolutely killed it in that role. It was so good, and I'm I'm like one of those people like because of my age and demographics and all that stuff. I was not and am not familiar at all with her or any of her roles prior to that. Um, interesting note, though, I did find out she was in Iron Man 3. She played the vice president's daughter who was in the wheelchair. So oh, wow. if y'all you, you go back and look, that, that's her apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, I was absolutely blown away for her by her performance. I love the modern interpretation of the character. It was so much fun. And the way they took a character like that and put her, you know, in the fish out of water scenario... You know, where she's like in a group of oddballs, she is the oddballest of them all. And <laughs> everything about the way she portrayed that character and everything about that show, I thought was just absolutely fantastic. I agree too. And, you know, for a group of outcasts, the thing that I really liked is that they still wanted her to be a part of things, even though she was so foreign to them. Um, they really did try to make the effort, even when she's pushing people away, which I, I like to see because I feel like. In a lot of modern things, even when there's edgy people that they try to make them relatable, they try to have a lot of empathy and feelings because I mean, for the majority of us, we do, but we do have <laughs> some of the people who are true outcasts and sometimes, uh, you know, the oddballs who are like, yeah, I'd rather do anything else than be by you. 
Um, and while a lot of people are like all talk saying that, usually feelings do like emerge. But for her, for like the majority of the show, she was true to that. She was like brutal sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I thought it was really wonderful to just see some like pure authentic just like disdain for other people. <laughs> she like it, it, she she did it really really good too and. You know, um, she she killed the performance, but also so did Gwendolyn, um, the the headmistress of the school, the principal, I should say. Um, I really loved seeing her in that role. She seemed so powerful and strong, and I feel like they did her the justice that she deserved. You know, with other roles of her never being really allowed to wear makeup or have like really nice hair done, like this was her showcasing such good femininity and beauty but also power which i think she radiates when you see any of her interviews um outside of movies and tv shows yeah 100 percent, 100 um we're 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 on the the thing with andor here where i have finished it and you're moving along with it which i think is a great like entry point for like this conversation um so honestly, what's your impression so far? So <laughs> I haven't gotten too far because I got bored. Um, uh, someone with ADHD, I need a little bit more stimulation than that's been given me. <laughs> um, so, but like, I like the characters so far, um, but it's just, yeah, it's very slow burn. And so far it, it does seem a little predictable. Um, but from we, what we just talked about a little bit, it, it sounds like it gets better. So, And I'm someone who, once I start, I really do like to finish things. So I will finish Andor, but it's not as high on my priority list right now. Yeah, I was the, and the, you say that even though I finish it, I was the same way. Like <laughs> as much as I love Star Wars and as much as I like the character Andor, I was in like the three, four episode point where I was kind of like, let's go, like, let's move this thing along. Um, but they took their time with it. They took their time setting up characters, setting up, you know, the the universe within Star Wars that they're operating in. And it does end up, I feel like, more of a psychological thriller. Like, as it moves along, um, the pace picks up, yes, but the storyline picks up. And it ends up it ends up getting really interesting to the point where I thought that the season finale was absolutely amazing. It was like one of my favorite like shows, like season ending episodes of a show I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, to anybody out there who started Andor and hasn't finished it, I promise you, keep going. Yeah, I, I'll pull through and I'll give you guys my my professional opinion because um, I'm hoping to see it improve a little bit, even if it, if I have to take it a couple episodes at a time, but. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to finishing that one too. And I know, did you watch the the Christmas special for the Guardians of the Galaxy yet? Yes. That was fun. That like, you know, I caught myself smiling a lot throughout that where I was just like, oh, like again, slightly a little bit predictable, but I mean, that's Marvel at this point. But like all of it was very heartwarming and cute. And the the music was like I'm not okay so I'm a little bit of a Scrooge and like a Grinch where I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas so any kind of parodies of holidays especially Christmas I tend to like more um so with the music being super funny like weird interpretations of Christmas that was probably like my favorite part of the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel like you nailed it on the head the um Anymore, and not just with Marvel, but with any of these shows or movies that we have, there there always has to be a real sense of gravity to give the story, you know, its weight. Um, 
And to have something like this that has characters that we know and love, and it was just lighthearted and fun, and that was the whole point of it. That was the whole point. It wasn't trying to get deep or philosophical or have anything earth-shattering. It was just a fun story. And I think it was, not only was it great, it was also, it was great timing of it. That it just kind of like at this point where that might have been, I think, something just just fun that fans needed in general. I think so too, especially as just like an in-between period until the next thing comes out. Cause I, we've gotten, you know, dependent on something coming out every, you know, a few months. Um, and with the next thing, I think, isn't the next thing coming out like November or December? Like, I don't know if it's the, the quantum realm uh, or quantum mania. I mean, that February that comes out. Is that February? Okay. Which one? Oh, is it Dark of the Galaxy 3 that comes out in December? Yeah. Let's, let's find out. I don't know my days and my times. <laughs> what year is it? It's 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Quantumania is set to come out February 17th. Okay. And, oh, Lord, I can't Google today. The Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 3 is set to come out May 5th. What's coming out this winter? I swear there was something. Not that I know of. Those are like the next two that are billed movie-wise. Yeah, because we just had uh, Wakanda Forever come out. And then, yeah. We'll Maybe that's go. what I was thinking of. And it's just been, I don't know. I feel like this year's flying by, man. And right. it's going to be, you know, I still haven't processed 20, like 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get over 97. I don't know, like. <laughs> the year just, of my birth. <laughs> it just keeps piling up on me. Like, good Lord. Eventually. Yeah. Well, that's what was so funny about the the Wednesday thing is it kind of occurred to me. It was like, okay, so you had the movies in the 90s, right? Um, which, by the way, that was a great throwback with like Christina Ricci playing Wednesday in the 90s movies and then reprise or then I playing a major role in this series as a different character. And then you had the 1960s TV show. And then you have the Wednesday show today, which means timeline wise, the 1990s movies was the midway point between now and the 1960s show, which also made me feel really old when I realized that. So I remember going to see those Adams Family movies like in the theater and being like, oh, yes, the Adams Family. Yeah, they, you know, they updated it for modern times from that 60s TV show that's in black and white. And now I'm like, oh, my God, that was midway. That was midway in between. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got that right. Uh, it's kind of a shocker when you look back. And even when you're thinking about something in the, I feel like, you know, the early 2000s were like prime time for movies as well as like the early 2010 range. Um, like that's when there's a lot of good originality. And I, I like the twist. I think this was really well done for a show too. kind of nodding back at two generations of movies slash shows that it was still done so well. Like there's a lot of reboots or people trying to refresh things that they just don't know how to do it and taking it from a different character another perspective and giving them more development in the storyline i think is exactly how you're supposed to do it and yeah the the casting was perfect yeah 100 and they made um and i love the way jenna ortega played wednesday as like her interpretation of wednesday like that yes. was fantastic and i even saw an interview interview with her where she was talking about how her and Christina Ricci talked a lot on set and a lot of things, but they never once discussed the character Wednesday because it was very important that like Christina Ricci's interpretation be her interpretation and Jenna's be her interpretation and not them like, you know, even like subconsciously meshing together at all, which I thought was fantastic. Um, 
I feel like last year at all the comic cons you went to, Eddie Munson was like the staple. And I feel like this year is going to be the year, like 2023 is going to be the year Wednesday at cons. Like so many people are going to. It is. I, I can already see that coming because it's um it's a simple costume um and it's a little edgy which I think people who are getting into cosplay you know kind of identify a little bit more as or you know kind of like the misfits of some they want something simple they want a good entry but they're like getting in something to probably new and that's what I've been told a lot is seeing people who do cosplay um doing like the Eddie Munson's now definitely gonna be Wednesdays um that's what they're kind of looking for is something that's simple but kind of speaks to them trying to branch out and do something different which good for them mm-hmm. um but i'm like come on who, who's gonna dress up as the thing right <laughs> <laughs> i want to see i want to see the creativeness behind that <laughs> right yeah i'm just waiting for the first person to come up with like the wednesday iron man armor like that's oh that, that, that's an inevitable right like eventually some wacko is gonna be like you know what <laughs> that wacko is gonna be me it's gonna be all black <laughs> With like eyeliner like right here and then just like pigtails coming out of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like decor like the dress. <laughs> I will pay a ridiculous amount of money to see that. I just want that on record right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk around very stiffly. Yeah. Hating <laughs> my life. <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep the chin down at all times, give the you know the Kubrick stare to everything, just and don't blink. That's the biggest thing. You can't blink. At no, all. I, I kind of did something like that recently and I hunched over my shoulders. And for anyone who hasn't seen me in person or hasn't seen the dimensions of my shoulders, they're a little bit on the wider side. And I was like getting ready to charge at someone. They're like, oh my God, that was kind of scary. You actually look like a linebacker. And could you <laughs> could you imagine the combination of that dressed up as Wednesday? Oh yeah, that would just <laughs> Charging be like... Charging at you? <laughs> just people wilting. Just no, don't hurt me, mommy. <laughs> Dark goth jacked girl coming at me um you know that could be the thing of my dreams or nightmares or both. yeah 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 a little bit of i like it mesh them both together at the same time i love it um so yeah but we'll um i, I guess we should probably let jt talk um yes. <laughs> since he was the guest of the episode um so we are going to get to that kayla you have a famous line you have to say Yes. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming and joining in on our talk. We're going to get started here and bring JT on. So without further ado, let's get nerdy AF. Yeah, this is cool. We're, we're here with uh, JT. Um, and, you know, I, I think both of us have been following um, you for a long time on Instagram, following all the cool stuff you did. Um, and it was so awesome at WonderCon in Atlanta that we finally like actually got a chance to like meet you, got to talk to you, got to check out the awesome suit that you had there. So uh, yeah, we're really excited that you're here on the show with us. Thank you. Glad to be yeah. here. I agree. Um, it, it was really cool meeting you in person and honestly, arguably one of the the best interactions we had. Like you were so down to earth and it's so nice to see that. Sometimes you don't really get that all the time when you're meeting people you've been following on the internet. Um, and you know, the thing that was really kind of like standing out to me about you was just like how unique your, your, um, cosplay was like, you took a lot of creative freedom with it when it comes to Iron Man being, you know, it's super popular. I feel like everyone who gets a 3d printer starts with something Iron Man related. Um, so with, with that being said, like you took a really fun spin on it and did some custom painting and, you know, you had your own vision with it and to kind of get us started with that. 
how exactly did you come up with the vision of the Iron Man suit that we saw you in? What, this whole thing? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I've been into the Neon Tech Hot Toys line for just the longest time. And I'm like, man, I really want to make one. And the Mark 50, like, it's cool, but... Every time I look at it, I'm like, I'm just looking at my screensaver. I'm not just looking off the distance. But um, <laughs> it looks like Roger the Alien. Like, just the head so elongated. It's just, it's strange looking. And like, I'm like, but I really, really, really like the Mark 85. I'm like, I don't think anybody has ever combined the two. So why not? And then I'll just... I'll make up all these stencils and see what fits where. If I can't fit the whole thing on, then who cares? Like, it hasn't been done before. It's going to be a whole new unique take just because, like like you said, like it's almost like everyone has an Iron Man suit now. So what's going to set what I do apart from someone else? And people haven't seen anything like this. Like I have a few buddies just – making the helmets and stuff like that and that's cool but i'm like a full suit just neon textile and i also didn't want to rework the wheel and like do electronics and just like mm, I, I wanted it to be simple yet super unique in itself so yeah i just i went to work on the stencils and i don't have the actual figure in front of me so i was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling looking for pictures and stuff and i'm like all right we'll do it like this we'll do it like this and my phone was just getting filled up and just my computer just every day I'm just drawing stencils like no that doesn't look right throw it out do this do this you know what I'm gonna start freehanding and I start like drawing on the suit and stuff like that and I'm like yeah I'm gonna tape it off and if it's not perfect oh well <laughs> <laughs> but I I really yeah I put a, a decent amount of work into it I'm I am very proud <laughs> how long did it take from start to finish Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> um so I started it um a year ago, more than a year ago, because it's so funny because I told uh Caleb, that boy Bells, like you know, my brother, my my best friend, um, I told him like I'm never ever gonna be that guy to just print Iron Man home. It's like, I'm not doing that. I was working on my Black Panther at the time. Still unfinished, by the way. Um, I'm like, I'm never going to do that. Like, I'm like, it's basic. It's this, it's that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, hey, I always wanted an Iron Man suit. Could you, like, you know, build me one? And then, like, I'll do all the finishing and the rest. Just build me the suit. So I scaled it to him. And then, like, as I'm working with him closely on this project, I'm like, one helmet couldn't hurt. <laughs> and then I just got into looking into the hot toys. And yeah, it, it, from that point a year, you'll see in the background of some pictures where you'll see the progress of his suit. And he'd bring it back to my place with the helmet, the neck, the torso. We called it the iron nugget or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. And you would see sitting right next to it, just this raw printed armor just chilling and i'm like maybe this was a mistake maybe i just wasted 20 rolls of filament just now printing this whole thing i mean i'm just gonna pack it up and let it collect dust or sell it or give it away or something and then just 
I was like, no, I think it'd be really cool. And I just, I learned and I, some things I taught myself, some things like I'd ask people like Franklin Bill, I'd talk to Caleb because he motorized his helmet before me. I would just gather like all this information, just try and apply it myself because I've always been a fan of just taking things apart, seeing how they work and then being able to replicate it or if not make it better. So I just, seeing how he would do things, I was like, I wonder if I could do that too. Like, but I feel like there's a few things I did too much of. Like, I mean, you. I wish I would have saw you guys while I was in the suit. You saw me. I didn't see you. Um, but the the panels are painfully bright. I mean, they belong in a car. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that guy who's just riding you on the highway and it's just high beams. Or that's all over my body. <laughs> so it's just in your face and just some pictures i feel like could have been done a little bit better just because i mean they're not blinding so i'm finding ways to dim them or replace them or do something i'm still working on that it's still dinged up nicked just battery i have not put the suit on since dragon con like i have not just um just i told you guys before about like the uh the armor pinch was just so bad oh my gosh uh that that hurt that hurt a lot um i need to rework the harness because it dug into my back i pinched a nerve um and just i think that's it for the most part i do however want to rework the abs um my buddy kenny he has like he can bend and sit down and do all these things but it's all 3d printed so I'm either going to digitally separate this or just trial by fire, cut up all the individual pieces and just assemble it back together with just inner workings and stuff, just so I can like twist and lean over. Cause just my first day, in, like at the con, I was in the suit for 10 hours, 10 Ooh. out. That's yeah. <laughs> you said, Ooh, and you, Ooh. you just had the boots. Yeah. That was a long time. Yeah. Oh, that, that was bad. So I need to just make it more comfortable just all the way around and maybe incorporate a fan because it gets hot. <laughs> yeah. I swelled to you with the heat expansion. Um, well, you can't really expand if you don't eat or hydrate. I know that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But... Uh, you kind of want to stay the same exact size. So like if you do hydrate, it's just like a mouthful of water. Or if you do eat like I, my diet of that, like few days was just a, a granola bar, maybe, maybe two bites of a granola bar. And I drink a bottle of water before we got there. And then during the day, the occasional mouthful. And then that was it. And I was just like, I think just sheer willpower and excitement of just meeting you guys and seeing everyone else like kind of kept me going the entire time. But every single night when we got back, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm tired. I'm hungry. My body hurts. I can't even carry myself to the shower. Like what's going on? <laughs> I've uh, you know for I for the longest time I've thought about um, doing like the, the full Iron Man armor. Um, I'm wearing it to a con, but it like 
goes directly against one of my favorite things in the world, and that is sitting down. I yes. love sitting down so very much that the thought of not being able to sit down for an extended amount of time and then actually putting work into putting myself in that situation. Yeah, I don't know if that's something I could do. So my hat's off to like any of you guys who do it because damn. It was it was nuts. I was able to lean. So like if you make your infill in your back strong enough, you can lean on walls and it won't bend or crack or anything like that. I also um I made my cod piece like removable so like i could like unfasten it from the side so like i just have my butt out <laughs> and everything and i would just sit on a stool like behind stage and just not even sit i would like lean at a like a 150 degree angle like but like on the smaller end just ever so slightly take the pressure like off the platforms of my feet and they're like all right time to go I'm like, no not long enough all right let's do it <laughs> it was um, I, you know i didn't even think about the sitting aspect now that i think and look back at all the people i've seen doing competitions or walking around in cons for iron man suits yeah none of them never sat so that makes a lot of sense and that's very innovative of taking it off so you can actually at least sit down and rest for a little bit so i'm sure people probably have you up getting photos taken and everything it's tends to be a fan favorite for what i'm hearing oh yeah um me and Caleb are eventually going to look into silicone molding more things. Um, he kind of had like a, a failure with his carbine and I helped him with that. But from that, we're learning what to do next time. Maybe go a little bit smaller, but eventually like building cod pieces that are like flexible, um, chest plates that are flexible. Um, I think Flexible thighs would be good and definitely flexible abs, but everything else could kind of stay in its hard shell. But that, like, I feel like that could help cosplayers, like, in the long run, just being able to bring your arms together, being able to put on your own helmet and stuff, because it's cool and fun having a handler and having someone put you in the suit, but you also have to have them take you out of the suit. And it just, it, it can be a long process. We started out and it took me, two hours to get into the suit and by the end of the convention i had it down to like 25 minutes but i mean that took trial and error and just things working things not working buckles breaking and just velcro wasn't holding stuff like that so i had to learn as i went but yeah we we're, we're gonna make some things flexible and just it's gonna help us and then we're eventually like you know i'm gonna start a line and help everyone else out to just be more comfortable to make like being in an iron man suit not so like oh i have to have this i have to have that it has to look like this no it essentially can be whatever you want it's just how do you feel and i want to feel very comfortable like what i'm wearing right now just comfortable i'd like to sit i want to be able to drink something eat have a really good time like i mean i still had a really good time but still yeah, I like my foods. Yeah. <laughs> have you um have you done any work with flexible filament yet? Yes. Um my neck, um, my neck on that is flexible filament. I printed that right before we left. So the paint was still tacky and stuff. Like that's how like fresh it was, like just before we left. I just hit it with the spray paint. I'm like, all right, cool. But it I can show you real quick. It's it's pretty nice.
Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That makes all the difference. Oh, it does. Like, I could turn my head and, like, even, like, bend just a little bit. Like, it's still a little rigid, so you kind of have to, like, muscle it just a little bit. But it's very nice. My only, only complaint about this is that um, finishing it, like, there's really no way to, like, sand it or smooth it out. So, like... I don't know if you can see it in the light at all, if there's layer lines. Oh, okay. But it is, I mean, this damn camera makes everything look good. But, yeah, this thing <laughs> is beat to hell right now. It's just, it's just destroyed. But, yeah, I'll, I'll keep using this for, like, future events. My main thing is just getting the light panels to sit more properly and not be as bright. And then maybe adjust the abs. And I'll probably be making more videos in it. Guys, I would love to wear it more. I mean, I built the damn thing, so mine as well. <laughs> you know, with all these modifications that you've been looking into making, you know, the flexible filament and all that stuff, the $100 question that we address um, many times so far on the podcast, as you've been already laughing, is um, what is your philosophy and future plans for making it a suit where it's easier to pee? <laughs> <laughs> well we have the removable we have the removable cod piece um and i remember talking to you guys about this before too that's so funny um instead of doing a full-on morph suit i did thermal bottoms thermal tops maybe next convention i can't speak too much on the ladies but for the guys Maybe get like the long john styles to where there's that slot. And I mean, the gloves come off pretty easy and just maybe like remove the chest plate. But if the chest plate's flexible and the cod piece can come off and you have the slot, then you, you should be good. Yeah, like it, it's so funny because like me and Caleb, we'll just get together and just say the most off the wall things are just not suitable for any platform we're like we should just wear the suits with like nothing underneath just one time Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah just ban cancel just probably thrown in jail or something like what are these guys doing in these suits but viral <laughs> at the same time yeah, you'll get people saying, oh, you know, this is your prime time to join OnlyFans. This is what yeah. you're waiting for. <laughs> Iron fans. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty neat. I mean, why, why not? I know uh, a couple of people, like, you know, have their own ideas, like, oh, like, wear their armor, but, like, throw something over top of it to just make it, like, a little risque. I mean, we could. <laughs> throw something over top or you mean like lingerie or like... yeah yeah like yeah. lingerie like on top of the suit but like you saw the suit the shoulders are like wide and big and just i don't think a bikini top would really no thigh highs and a teddy you can pull off <laughs> over there some, some fishnets oh now you're getting into my wheelhouse bro nice yeah get uh, like the the slave uh leia bikini set and put over my boba fett cosplay yes yes <laughs> if i could if i could dance 
should be in that. I totally could. I can shit pretty well my lucky one, but just trying to get that momentum, I'll I'll end up hurting myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just like follow you around with a boombox playing like milkshake brings all the boys to the yard like the whole time, you know that. Hell yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> I just decided that's the that's the song I'm going to put to the promo tile for this episode. Is I'm just going to because then when people actually oh, yeah. listen to the episode, they'll laugh their ass. I'll be like, oh yeah, that was yeah, that'd be great. I love that. Um, we can like throw out the photo, the intro photo, and be like, you have to watch to see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just became dirty AF after dark. Like just <laughs> dirty be... AF to dirty AF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am Hell so yeah. glad when i put these on youtube i post them as like 18 and older because otherwise i just wait for them to like get yanked off of youtube yep. be like nope nope my kid saw this you son of a bitch um Ow, so, so the um i think the thing that um first brought me in to follow you i don't remember how long ago it was but like somebody in their insta story shared a picture of your your loki iron man helmet which for me, like in my head, for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, I've seen it back there. It's like still like in my head what I associate you with because I was like my first introduction, you know. And then like clicked over to your profile and started scrolling through. I'd be like, oh, dude, this guy's badass. Um, what uh, what made you decide to do the Loki Iron Man helmet? So this is a story. Um, <laughs> so like I was just scrolling on my Explore page on Instagram as one does, and um. I didn't know who he was at the time, but Bill Daniel Bill, awesome, awesome dude, super, that dude's just up there with, with the guys when it comes to paint and creativity and everything. He put out this Iron Loki helmet, but there were no eyes and it was super, super smooth. There were like four horns on it and like the horns like contoured to like the, the actual helmet. I'm like, I really want that. Like, I want to have that. I want to build that. Like, I think that'd be so cool. And, but I didn't know it was Daniel at the time. So, like, I reached out to the modeler. I think it was uh, Vec or, is that like Vec or Levi? One, one of the two, both awesome guys. And I'm like, hey, like, can I buy this file from you? And they're like, oh, this was a private commission. I'm like, well, could you maybe like make a custom one for me? It doesn't have to be exactly like that, but maybe something close. And I, I never really got back to them. Obviously, you know, they're, they're busy. I was just one guy at the time. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to make this myself. So I was already getting my feet wet with mesh mixer just a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to drop in these parts that I think are really cool from these helmets. And I'm just going to try and make my own. So like, I found these perfect horns and I'm like, I, I wasn't about the, the super long horn horns until like way later. Um, I'm like, I want it to be like just small, like cute, petite, whatever. And I also want like, I want emblems on there. So people will know that this is not just Tony in a green suit or whatever, like the iron Skittle or something like that. Like it has to scream Loki. So I had to find the right green, find the right gold. Um, I found an L, which I guess um, 
the anime community kind of came from my head. They're like, oh, Lollier, Death Note. And I'm like, it may be that font, but I label every single thing. So, like, I eventually um, eventually changed the L, and then and now my models that I do now, I took the L completely away. But, yeah, I did that. I found a low-key... Uh, like just his crown like outline and stuff and i made that more 3d into a coin a puck and put that at the back of the head um and then the mark 85 file which i was always in love with that helmet um that was akira so like akira was just like coming out with like all these versions and i did the version the version eight where like the sides come off the eyes come off just it breaks down so well that taping things off, like I didn't have to worry about that because I could just sand, print it, sand it, paint it, and then like just assemble it. And it was so much easier, so much faster. And then, I mean, I've just gotten more practice with time that if it's in one piece, I can still do that. But yeah, that was, that was awesome. And then like, I just, I made it just for me. I didn't know how much, attention it would get i'm like oh this is a thing i think it could be like really cool I, I don't see too too many out there there's daniels then you have the um the phone smith like guys who like like to do their builds there's a couple of really good phone smith iron loki's out there they do more like of his like rigid boxed off like helmets and stuff but i'm like i really want this to be like smooth and just like i did the horns and then Later on, I did the the longer horns, and I'm I'm working on motorizing it. So it that that's definitely coming. But yeah, that that was that was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect it to become a thing, and then I just yeah, I got better with my paint. So now it's like this. This is a good green right now. It's good green in certain lighting, like indoors, especially. Once I go outdoors, it's more of like a, as a bluish tint, like almost like a turquoise. So it just depends on the type of light that's hitting the suit, but it's still a work in progress. So I'm yeah. still, I'm still perfecting it. They always are. They always are. What the, what got you into 3D printing? What, um, I wanted to 3D print, like, for a very long time, but after um, Captain America: Civil War came out, seeing Black Panther like on the big screen for the first time, I'm like, "How does one make that?" I want to learn. Like, it wasn't Iron Man that w made me want to get into this. It was his helmet. It was the suit. It was beautiful. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to invest in a, in a Prusa. And I never got that thing to work. I really wanted it to. It never worked. Um, and I bought the files from Do3D like way, way, way back when. And I just, I sat on it for a while. And then like after the failure of the printer, not like working like how it's supposed to, I just went to work on research. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, just deep dive, Googling just every single day, several hours a day for three years straight, got the money together and I brought in it. I, uh, I brought, I bought it under three pro then CR 10 S pro first two printers. And I like, I started with my first black Panther helmet, which 
it was it was not great. There was layer lines. There was just, and I, I didn't know you had to sand things back then either. It's just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to print this thing and it's going to be movie quality perfect every time. I'm like, no, okay, there's there's actually more, more work to do to this one. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty much it. Just seeing that movie and then just in me doing research, I was able to find like more like-minded people and just like I'd follow them or I'd ask them questions on this and just like um I got to meet he was a Philly Black Panther at the time I think he goes by Lovey Lee now I don't even think he cosplays too much anymore but he really really got me into it because he just he brought the character to life which is the poses and he printed out the suit and just his face was everywhere, just in the suit. I'm like, I'm definitely going to Philly. And I'm going to yank down one of those posters because that that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. And just like, I would just study like how he assembled everything. And I'm like, would I be able to make mine look like his? And then I just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. And then like the main thing, like people really couldn't print the legs because I'm on do 3D still to this day. I, I may have my little gripes and complaints here and there, but overall they're a pretty solid group. Um, just their mesh needs a little bit of work. They're, the legs are in pants style, so you can't slide on 3D printed jeans just, oh yeah, now I can walk. No, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to cut it up. So as you can see, like I had to cut like a little like, boy shorts and stuff and then <laughs> I, I cut out the thighs and like angled them and stuff cut out the knees and I was just able to go from there and I promise I eventually am going to finish this thing it's just commissions and just other builds that are just leaping out at me but yeah just yeah honestly it all stemmed from from that movie just coming out I'm like I really 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 want that mm. and I wanted to be able to make it <laughs> nice i i yeah. feel i yeah i feel 100 what you said um about the sanding thing there's um here where i live there's a local news anchor who does the morning show and she was on a netflix cooking like baking show and she won and they you know you watch the episode on netflix and they give her this trophy i and she, i i know her because she was on my old podcast and she got telling me on there the problem is is that the trophy was a prop like you didn't get to take it home after you won this trophy. So we we're talking about this on the podcast. And afterwards, I'm like, uh, well, that really sucks. So I had just gotten into 3D printing. And so I decided that on my own, I was going to 3D print her a trophy. I went through all these like Thingiverse files, mashed them all together, printed this whole thing out, got it all put together, painted it, gave it to her. She was so excited. She was so proud of it. Still, she keeps it on the corner of her desk to this day. Um now that I'm further down the road, every time I see a picture of it, I cringe because there are fucking layer lines everywhere. And I'm like, oh, God, like I keep debating, like going back and doing it again, like just for my own freaking sanity. At the time, I was so proud I had done it. She was so proud of it. And like, yeah, I just cringe. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like it's just like you said. It was like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize you had to like sand stuff back then and like wet sand and prime and you know i just printed the thing out and like sanded a little of the rough corners then spray painted it gold and went here you go isn't this cool i was yeah that, that, that's when we're like that's when you're like a 3d printing baby and you're just flailing but you're so proud of every step you take right yeah 
just out here lawless, not sanding, just throwing on paint. <laughs> and you know, there's people out there who don't know better, and they're like, wow, this is gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting socks for Christmas, like, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, and and you know she's so proud of it that I'm like terrified that she's gonna like show it to somebody probably who actually knows 3D printing, and he's probably gonna be like, "Yeah, that guy sucks. That guy's <laughs> bad." Like whoever you got ripped is. up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, he made this. Yeah, I remember coloring too. That was fun. You know? <laughs> I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love a Step Brothers reference on a podcast. Um, <laughs> oh God! So where? Uh, so if if you back it up even further than that, where did uh, where did being a nerd start for you? That's like one of our favorite questions. Here. My whole life, like I say, my whole life, my whole life. Like I started off um, just pretty much like any other '90s kid, just watching. Batman, Superman, Justice League, Ninja Turtles, uh, stuff like that, Static Shock. I was I was more of a DC child, but as I grew up, and then Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man came out, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you have uh, Willem Dafoe just giving him the straight business every encounter, and I'm like, wow oh okay and then i'm like i'm starting to see x-men and just oh <laughs> it's just just movie after movie and i feel like for a while there it was just like every few months just boom 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 like superhero movie and then like i would i would like as a kid i would draw and i would like sculpt things out of like clay and play-doh and stuff so like i'm trying to make these things to look like these obviously I'm, i was a child so like they didn't but like I, I kept on with that so like drawing and then i would take classes and in high school to learn how to like mold things and just make things look like something else like how i wanted to and i didn't think that 3d printing would be the route i was going to take i thought i was just going to go into like animation or something like that because i was able to do that for a little bit um but just yeah and then 2012 2012 yeah 2012 first avengers came out changed my life forever um just seeing everyone on screen was just like they can't possibly top this movie but they kind of plateaued now but it was just every single movie they came out with. Even the Thor movies that people don't like, I like them. Yeah, I love Ed Norton, and I also like Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Like, they're awesome. <laughs> and the multiverse exists now, so they can always come back. And, like, you have the, the Netflix guys, and just having all this get... Oh, gosh. Ah, orgasm. <laughs> just... Oh, it was so great, so great just seeing these comic book characters from my childhood come to life just on TV, on, like, on the big screen, just, and, like, even, like, meeting, like, I met Stan Lee when I was 
19? Yeah, I was 19. I, um, I just got into my duty station and everything. And my buddy, uh, Selick, he, he took me to my first ever like Comic-Con. So like we went and he was just there and I'm like, this is nuts. Cause like I was the kid to have that Stanley box set and he's talking about like the history and stuff like that. And just like, Mm. or like there was also like this program where like he would he would talk about like the history of like you know all his characters but he would also like draw and i'm like i want to know how to do that obviously my stuff did not look like it was supposed to in the slightest but like i would follow along and do that so to go from this little boy doing that to this young man meeting him for the first time i was able to get his autograph and like like my my chest was like getting real hot like i couldn't really speak the best i'm just like thank you thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> but yeah oh man rest in peace stanley but yeah, yeah just meeting him in person was just it, it was everything and that just like solidified that like i was going in the right direction so like from cons then on out like i would dress up and yeah, I, I think I think I was pretty locked in from there. For sure. The uh, I, I, I tell people all the time we live in like the golden age of nerddom, like a hundred percent we do. Like as as somebody who's like comes from like back in the day where all we had were comic books and like that was it. Like you know to like see everything and just like you were saying, like all the especially through the MCU and even like the Fox movies before that, like getting to see these things slowly come to real life and get I think get better over time. Like, you know, those uh those 2000s, like, Fox movies, like Fantastic Four, X-Men, they were not terrible. They were what they were for the time. And some yeah, of them were... I think some... they're great. I love the practical effects they had for Michael Chiklis just having it all over his face. Yeah, he probably hated it, but we <laughs> loved it. It looked awesome. <laughs> I almost kind of feel like the MCU and, like, Sony should probably get back to that or make the cgi work like that everybody loves cord he doesn't look the exact same as ben Grimm, but he works he's funny he's whimsical we love him if they could do that i just think when they rebooted fantastic four i really had my hopes of i'm like man this guy's not even wearing pants what, what is going on <laughs> his rocks are hanging out He's got his pebbles out. What the hell? <laughs> like, what is going on right now? Is this Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, shit. But then you have, like, Michael Chiklis, and it's like, he's got pants. He's got the trench coat. He's got the, the metal cutlery because he's too big and doesn't know his own strength and stuff. That was... <laughs> Awesome. I love Chris Evans as a human torch. I love him as Cap. But hey, you, you never know. I thought Michael B. Jordan was okay as Torch. I just feel like we we, we don't talk about that that reboot too yeah. too, too much. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and, and yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is that it's like I love Miles Tiller. Michael B. Jordan is like one of my favorite actors, like yes, in Hollywood good. right now. I mean, because for me that goes all the way back to the Friday Night Lights days. Like he was like my guy in that. And uh, 
Yeah, that was like, you're absolutely right. Like, you just kind of pretend that piece of shit doesn't exist. And I didn't even see it till it was like on <laughs> HBO, and I knew it was terrible before I watched it. And even yeah. then, I could barely finish it. It was so bad. Yeah. It's just like you have a script, like so many decades of just knowledge. You're like, they don't know what they're talking about. Here's what I think it is. It's like, what? Like, mm. and don't even get me started on their Dr. Doom. Like, who is this guy? This pouty, whiny guy. Like, go, just go away. Please just stop doing what, what you're doing. If they could all just, if they could come back, do it and get like one of the gun brothers or just get John Fabro to take over because he'll he'll do them some justice. Just someone who knows what they're doing, just take over, bring them all back. But then like you have Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger and he literally just <sighs> Bro. It was so great. I literally grew my hair out and dreaded it after seeing Black Panther, like the first one. I'm like, that's going to be my hair. I'm going to have that. It's going to be awesome. And I just kind of kept it too long. So now I can't really do like how he had it before. I could for a good year or two. And then it's just, it's just gotten out of control. But <laughs> oh yeah, you, my gosh. You do your hair like that. You just walk into a room and say, hey, auntie. And like they, people just drop. Yes. Like, and they boom. just fold every time every time it's like oh like just and it, it was so cool just like the the kids and just like the the older people just like they were like oh i love your hair your little uh they say your little t'challa hair and i'm like that's not the right character but thank you <laughs> but, uh, oh that was so good and he came back <laughs> he came back but he didn't come back but he came back and we saw him and uh that's yeah. gonna be the new hairstyle that's <laughs> like revolutionary i did not see that coming and i just sat there like gripping the theater uh chair i was like did, did that just happen <laughs> I, I think i forgot to blink as soon as like we panned around to the chair because my eyes are so watery i'm not crying because i'm sad i'm crying because i have not blinked in several minutes like the entire duration he was on screen i did not blink i didn't miss anything i'm like what <laughs> yeah that was super i liked that too it was so unexpected but fit so well and was really important for the storyline i was just like damn and i feel like that really ended up doing some character development for her too like seeing how how much that actually impacted her from just you know you know the anger and sadness and everything like that it was crazy it was insane i love <sighs> i had 10 out of 10 I, I cried three times. <laughs> I felt it welling up. I'm like, now I'm just going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad, too, because um, I think I posted it. It should be on um, my Instagram to this day. If like, you just scroll back forever, so I post too much. Um, the night I finished my very first Black Panther helmet, that was the night that like he like he went and everything i'm like are you kidding me like i just finished it and it was a super detailed uh do 3d one and i'm like i'm gonna go to a convention i'm gonna meet him i'm gonna get him to sign it and he went i'm like man those were that those were dark days 
Yeah. That that was that was rough. Like I still would eventually like to take the helmet to like get it signed by like the rest of the cast or like that they're doing what RDJ is doing where you just you mail it in and you get it back and like everyone signs it and stuff like that. That'd be awesome as well. But yeah. that would have been cool beans. Oh, yeah, that that sounds like it really stung, especially the day of. I I would be destroyed too. Yeah. That was you- that was you know, and you have those few moments, I think, in film history where an actor is just that character, right? Like, I I, I know that uh, Chadwick Boseman, he had auditioned uh, for the role of Falcon and didn't get the role. And I'm so glad because... Yeah. I can't see him as anything else. Yes, yes. That, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, I, and I think in the... And the greater MCU, people get mad at me when I say this all the time, but I, I firmly believe that there are three actors in the history of the MCU who like were that character and can never be recast. And that's Tony Stark, Loki, and T'Challa. Like those actors playing those roles are irreplaceable. Like you, you cannot, you know. You know, we like to think like, oh, like Chris Evans, yeah, he's a phenomenal Captain America. And he is, like, don't get me wrong. But if you were to like have the time stone and go back in time and like cast someone else, that person today would probably could potentially be viewed just as much, you know, just as beloved as that character. But I think that those three are just like, those are like the Holy Trinity of the MCU as far as I think anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel the same. There's, there's a few other people who like, I don't really see being able to be changed. Like who else are you going to get? to play spider-man who just embodies the character as perfectly as tom holland like you what what's the saying toby was the best peter parker um garfield was the best spider-man holland's the best of both like he, he's too perfect for the role you you can't you can't replace that guy you can't do it He's so talented too with like the fact that he does have like a gymnastics background too. So like he actually does a huge role in his own stunts. And I feel like that brings a lot more of a natural feel to it. And yeah, it's like that is that is Spider-Man. Yeah. Just I feel like there's a few others. I mean, they replace <laughs> Rody uh war machine pretty quickly I, I i don't know why he he did that to himself uh i was a huge huge terrence howard fan i was really looking forward to seeing him come back um don Cheadle, it's a bad man right there uh just just seeing him in iron man 2 i was like this is our war machine. Because, like, in the very beginning, he just walks. And I'm like, Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, by the end, you have, like, the final battle and, like, the kill zone and everything. I'm like, this right here. This right here. This is him. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I got to, I'm Googling this real quick because I, I, I want to find out how tall he is. Who, Don Cheadle? Yeah. He I mean, is. He's 5'8". So he's my height. Okay, I kind of always viewed him as a little bit shorter, you know, and it just kind of like, it cracked me up in Iron Man too. Like, here this short man shows up with like all this BD energy. Like, he's just like, sup, <laughs> I'm Rhodey now. And you're like, I mean, let's go. I feel like him and RDJ would kind of almost be around the same height. Wouldn't RDJ be like a little bit shorter as well? Let's find out. He's like, what, five, 
Six? Uh, RDJ? Yeah. I thought he's like five eight, five nine. Is he really? Let's find out. Five foot eight, so he's also five foot eight. So they're neck and neck. <laughs> he, he just got like these these two guys, just like, and then like everyone else just panned up. Just yeah. yeah like, I didn't get me started on Chris Hemsworth. You you can't say you can't even say that Chris Hemsworth doesn't perfectly embody the character of Thor. Like maybe he's gotten a little too whimsical, trying to be like a little too funny, but like just seeing him in the first three Thors, let, let's give him that. Just his character development, his transition, he was like, you know, in the Avengers movies as well, just he went from like super, just super serious, super traditional, this is the mission, to cutting loose and just like, you know, going with the flow and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I can't see anyone else being being Thor. I, I feel like there's just a, a few key people who just could not be replaced. There's a few background people. I won't even call them background because everyone plays an important role, but I feel like the list of people who could be cast as someone else is just it's not that big. It's not a big list. I was still upset that they recast Nick Fury. Like, do we not? Like, because there was, I don't know if you ever saw the David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie, which I did. ever since the multiverse happened, I'm like, that's fucking canon now. Like, that yeah, he, he, he can always come back. And then they're like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, I'm Nick Fury. Like, <laughs> so wait bad. a minute. Move that up, what? Like model decoy, like it was so terrible. Nick Fury fighting it out with human resources. Like, give me a break. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, I love him. I, I would I wouldn't change too too much. I, I love everything. Uh, a few people I change, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> what um uh, you got any? So as we're we're like starting to get uh, up against the clock, but uh, you got any uh, future cons you're going to here in the future? Um, well, we just did. I'm sorry, my cat is going nuts, destroying the house right now. Um, we just went to Dragon Con in Columbus. Um, I really, really, really wanted to go to San Diego. Um. But I don't even know if that's feasible anymore. Uh, and tickets are also sold out, so I have to wait another year. So I'm pretty much just playing everything by year. Something pops up and it's close by or within like a few hours drive. I mean, we, we don't mind making the drive. I mean, we'll go. Um, but nothing, nothing really set in stone as of right now. We do, uh, we do plan on going to Dragon Con. Uh, 2023 uh so we're gonna go back we're gonna try and maybe get like a room where we're all in there together but like at like the hilton or like i'm trying to remember all the the buildings we had to go to but like you you know what i'm talking about like one of the four just to get in there somewhere and just not have to drive from like 20 30 minutes away with the suit try and find parking, get dressed in a just boiling hot parking garage. Just if we could just find a place inside, it doesn't have to be a super big room, just 
chill on the floor. If my suit has a place to sit peacefully, I'm I'm cool with taking the floor. I don't I don't even care. <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah that that's the main one as as of right now that we're really really planning for. Um, but everything else in between and like beyond that, we are just playing it by ear. Makes sense. Yeah. I think we're trying to, me and Finch have to discuss where we want to go to. We talked about, cause I had, I have a wedding now coming up. So it takes away my WonderCon plans, which I'm really bummed about. Um, but then we have C2V2 and um, potentially for me, Kansas city comic con. So I might be going to see Finch in Chicago, which would be really exciting. And you Very can show nice. That's his home con. And um, I think that'll be some fun plans in the future, but I feel you on the, you know, something's not being feasible or, you know, just having to play it by ear. And it seems like all the cons this upcoming year are all packed in like two months out of the 12. Yeah. And that's tons of money, tons of time. And just to just space them out. Like sometimes it's just weird. Like you won't even know that there's a con in town. You just go downtown and you're like, Oh crap. There's people here. I'm going to just stop over here for, for just a few minutes and just say hi. Like, I'm going to try and, like, be more active of, like, looking for things like that. Um, I know Caleb, he lives, like, out in the middle of nowhere, but they still have conventions. Granted, it's super unfair. You have, like, these people, like, kids all the way up to adults, like, they're doing foam or they're buying their, their costumes on, like, Amazon or something like that. And then you have this kid just suited up in an Iron Man suit. And I'm like, you know that wasn't fair, right? Like, I'm glad you won the contest, but you know that wasn't fair, right? <laughs> Freaking Ken Griffey Jr. showing up to, like, a junior high home run derby. Like, yeah, and he's just – he's and it's just so form-fitting and shiny and just – it's also battle damage. So I'm like – Dude, next time, just I would look into it and see like who all is gonna be there or like what everyone's doing because there's nothing out here in Ohio but corn. So you come here and these these kids are just like, oh, I'm gonna do Spider Man. Oh, I'm gonna do Mystique, and you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> Iron Man, and you're just and it's like, not, you not and the helmet flips up. Okay, yeah, DQ. Get out of here, kid. Just annihilating 12-year-olds left and right. Just <laughs> like Padawans. Just... <laughs> One day, far into the future. Right. <laughs> it just wrecked them. I'm like, man. I feel like that's the story to how a anti-cosplay villain origin story starts where he's so that excited really about is. being a nine-year-old this 3d <laughs> printed motherfucker shows up with led lights and servos and shit and annihilates him and he never forgets that day it right it's form-fitting it's shiny yeah. he's got just yeah no okay, and then he just he has a nemesis and he's like That's... oh why is this person attacking me yeah, uh, it's because you ruined his childhood. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, and when we, Kayla and I, when we were at Dragon Con, we came up with this idea for this dark comedy about a serial killer who travels to cons, and that's why they can never catch him. And even a couple times, he like goes Jeffrey Dahmer and like takes their skin off and like wears it like a zombie cosplay contest, and nobody can figure out why he's so good. I think we just nailed his origin story. That's where it started. Because Damn. that boy Bill showed up. And annihilated him. 
<laughs> in a fucking Columbus, Ohio cosplay contest. <laughs> How do you even like propose like to like lure people? Be like, oh hi, yeah, had a bad childhood. This guy stole the show from me. So can I please have your skin? Like, right. <laughs> go about they'll do, that they'll do like every other uh serial killer where they'd be like i really love your cosplay let's i'll do a free shoot for you like photography because that's where all the creepy people are and then they they do it and then they they flay them and then they take their skin and their cosplay suit and put it on and then they go around winning other contests yeah i would be more mad that someone took this <laughs> and they took me out of my skin i would be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die into this. <laughs> I'm gonna hunt the. You do this to me. <laughs> you took my suit, not the skin suit. I don't need that. You took my suit. <laughs> <laughs> I, you may kill me. You may take my skin, but you leave my armor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that armor doesn't belong to you. <laughs> right, it's form fitted to me. You're Iron Man and he just took it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to turn those LEDs up brighter in case some weirdo has to do a photo shoot with you in a parking garage. You could just like go halogen on his ass. <laughs> I, I mean, they definitely they, they come in handy. Like, I mean, after a while being in the suit for so long and only like walking three feet at a time don't get me wrong i will drop everything to take pictures with people i i love it it's my all-time favorite thing to do to meet people and just like just bounce ideas off them and just like really get to know them in person not just online love it but when i'm in this suit and i just want to either go to the bathroom or go home for the day it's like oh picture 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 and I love it, but at the same time, I'm only walking like two feet at a time. And we parked like four miles that way. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> like, where this thing. Where says, Please don't disturb. I'm trying to go home. <laughs> I need to sleep real bad. But, but after a while, my lights, like, I don't want to say they burn brighter, but they have like this Michael Blake. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, <laughs> Michael Bay, like flare, like what the the lights do, where it's like a beam of light and just lines and stuff. Like people with Lens flare. astigmatism see it all the time. Just it would do that to their cameras, and it was progressively getting worse. And I'm like, is my battery just pumping too much juice to these lights, or what's going on? People would like show me their picture, and you wouldn't even see my face, like whether I had the helmet on or off. It was just covered. I'm like. Yeah, I think it's it's probably about time to power down for the day. And I'm sure if I take <laughs> enough of this off and just walk with it, I'll I'll be able to get to the car and then just like cry on the way back to the Airbnb <laughs> just because everything hurts. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, my man. We are uh, we are we are at the point where we are up against the clock. Uh like, first of all, I want to thank you so very much for coming on the show. Um, it was it was awesome getting to meet you in Atlanta. This was an absolute ton of fun. And uh, we're definitely hoping we get to talk to you again in the future. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me so much. You guys are incredible. And we definitely should link up again at future cons and, and events as well. That would be dope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll see you at Dragon Con next year for sure. <laughs> Tight. 
tight. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, thanks again so much. Thank you.